Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Opinionated Podcast, and we are your host, Kevin Durant. And I'm Andre, and we got a special guest today. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, my name is Michael Wade Bolden. Oh. So. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, your accent is enchanting. Where are you from? <laughs> uh, born and raised in Texas. Uh, currently reside in Alabama. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you're enjoying that nice weather. We're up here in Jersey, and it's um, it's a hurricane mixed with a blizzard. Mixed with rain, and my co-host is frozen. I don't know why, what happened. He's just yeah. sitting there cheesing. But um, I'm going to kick him from the screen real quick. God, there uh-huh. we go. All right, so like we always do, we want to get into your backstory of how you started, where you came from, and uh, that way, you know, tell the viewers a little bit about yourself. Um, my name's um, – well, my pen name for my uh, as an author is my full name, Michael Wade Bolden. Um, I go by Wade. Uh, born and raised in uh, North Texas, uh, north of Dallas in Wichita Falls. I uh, went to a small country school um, out there. I was involved in everything, football, basketball, sports, uh, all the side stuff, all the side events and all that. Uh, went to college at Midwestern State University, uh, drank too much, ended up joining the Army uh, in 2009, uh, worked on uh, Black Hawk helicopters for them. Uh, for four years, uh, wow. went to Afghanistan in 2011, uh, 2011 is when, uh, uh, deployed, they gave us, uh, these little pills, malaria pills. And oh. that's when, uh, those things, uh, if you ask any soldier during that time, they don't, uh, a lot of people didn't take them. Uh, I took them. They gave me, uh, they messed with your head a little bit. Anyways, they messed with me. Uh, and, uh, they gave me dreams. I told some of the dreams. I remember the dreams very well. I told some of my buddies in the, in the army. Anyways, that was 2011, and each one of them told me, "Hey, you should put that in a book." Um, fast forward 11 years, here I am, uh, finally getting the chance to put it in, uh, put my work, my dream onto paper, and uh, I'm hopefully soon be pushing it out. So, uh, all right, yeah. Um, I've been yeah. traveled the world and everything. So, so, well, so first that, and foremost, I just want to thank you for your service. I appreciate also, it. Number one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'm sorry, I have to go back. Some malaria pills. Uh, first of all, yeah. I, and I might sound like a complete idiot. Now, I heard of malaria <laughs> before. Yeah. What is malaria? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a that's a really good question. Uh, it's something you get from mosquitoes. Is all I know. Um, why they gave them to us out in Afghanistan? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Um, supposedly they fight a lot, a lot more diseases and infections and blah blah blah. But uh, when you're in the military, they give you a lot of shots. They give you a lot of pills, and they tell you to take them, and you take them. Um, they, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I know one guy took them, and he ended up. Uh, I don't want to get on in trouble the army in trouble and all that I have all this stuff but right one of my buddies had uh he had it, it it messed his stomach up 
where we're in Afghanistan, he had to have emergency surgery because of the pills. And, um, I would getting, I would get, uh, I would get uh, um, amongst the wild dreams I had, I would wait, I would sleepwalk real bad. And, uh, it got so bad. I'd be arguing with walls in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. And my roommates would be, uh, throwing boots at me, <laughs> trying to get me back to sleep. Um, oh, wow. yeah, it, 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 uh, I took them for about four or five months and they, anyways, I finally started, ta- I stopped taking them and, uh, up for a year, up to a year after taking them, I still had all these wild dreams and stuff out there. So, and when I came back from the States too, so. Well, all right. Uh, without, without giving away too much of your book, can you tell us some of the dreams that you were experiencing without giving too much away, you, you know? If you yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm a lot of these, a lot of these dreams will be uh potential books in the future. So, uh, oh, wow. uh, one, um, a futuristic war. Um, I've seen when I was in Afghanistan, I, we, I saw a lot of stuff and I was like, Hey, that'd be cool if you could do this to it or do this to this aircraft or do this to this person to carry this. And, um, one book I want to write is, uh, how do I say this, uh, involves, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, kind of how Halo has the, the, the gay Halo series has, uh, AI chips in their helmet and stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, something along that, um, uh, slightly future. So I'm saying about 20, maybe 30 years in the future, uh, where people are, uh, people our age would probably be during the retirement age, uh, would be getting out, but there are all these advancements. Um, but they, the uh, government um, creates some stuff that other countries find out about, and uh, they come, and almost every country in the world comes and attacks us, and we can't tell who our allies are and who aren't, and the war is here in America, and um, we're having to go underground. Our our bases, uh, the White House, all that have been blown up. Uh, president's alive, but nobody knows where he's at. Uh, a lot of big politicians are are gone, and um, the the main character is hidden in a way in a bunker, and he gets a call from out of nowhere. Uh, he's guarding a bunch of uh, American civilians, and anyways, he's called upon to go and uh, uh, figure out a specific something specific that uh, they get that needs to be checked on, and. Uh, he goes and does that. He grabs a team, a special team. They go do that. Uh, another book I want to write is uh, a Western book. Uh, I'm, I don't look it. I don't, probably don't talk like it, but I'm actually uh, a fifth generation cowboy farmer. Um, All right, North Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, North Texas. I got a lot of family in Texas, Oklahoma. Our, we got a farm in there and uh, on the Red River uh, that divides us and. Uh, Anyways, there's uh, growing up, I heard from my granddad and my dad. There, I've heard a lot of legends out there uh, where we're at. Uh, one, one legend I will tell you about, uh, I remember eating breakfast with my dad one day, and this old man comes craw- crawling in, hobbling in, and like everybody's like over nice with him, I guess you should say. Hey, man, how are you doing? How are you doing? He's good, good. And he came to sit down, and, and I'm just like, everybody else walks in. Everybody's just like, hey, you know, hi, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome to breakfast. Uh, this old man walks in, and... Uh, again everybody's a little bit nicer to him and uh me and my dad finish our breakfast we leave and i was like so what's up with that old man he goes you don't mess with that old man and this guy was skinny and all that and he's like yeah when he was back in i think it was vietnam war 
uh, one of his old military buddies, uh, when they got out, his military buddy uh, went and joined the mafia in Las Vegas. And this is, these are details that have taught, been told to me. And I don't know if they're true or not, but it, it's right. a pretty it's a cool story. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, the old man that, that, that I saw, he got into a gambling, uh, underground gambling gang, uh, game in uh, Oklahoma. And uh, it's a bunch of country, you know, toothless country guys up in Oklahoma that he gets in uh, a gambling, uh, gambling game. And he ends up winning and they cause him, they call him a cheat. And uh, you can do that. They, yeah. They, and he's like, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. And he, he, you know, he showed his sleeves, all that. And he left Well, those guys were, they were drunk. Uh, they were drunk and they, they chased him down and they beat the snot out of him, put him in uh, the hospital. Well, his uh, old military buddy, the guy that was in the Las Vegas mafia, uh, he found out about it. He came in, visited him in the hotel room, got a, got a description. Anyways, uh, he'll say those, uh, the guys that beat him up were never seen again. And, Whoa! Uh, yeah, uh, real, and uh, that's one of the stories. And uh, real, yeah, all these. I'm gonna. Uh, I want to call it legends of Red River or Blood River because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there that I've heard. Uh, stories about my granddad. Uh, you know, you see the shows Yellowstone and all that, and you yeah. see all the wild gun gunfights and all that. Well this is stuff where you can't, you don't have social media and stuff to hear about it. You just hear about word of mouth and it just passes along. And, uh, anyways, it, there's a lot of legends out there. Uh, that's another story I want to write. Um, and I want to do a continuation on this book that I have right now, which, uh, this is the main story I'm on right now. Um, did we get the name? We got the name of the book, right? That's it's, the name of the yeah. book, which, which W H I C H. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to keep saying that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a book. It's my, it's the first dream I had in Afghanistan. It's uh, basically it's medieval, set in medieval times. Um, there's uh, there's this family. There's a knight, Sir Reginald, his wife Ava, and his his daughter Eva. Uh, sorry, Ada and Eva, and uh, they're happy go lucky family. Um, the beginning of the book starts out with uh, Sir Reginald. He's in a war. Uh, big bloody war uh, with this uh, with this other kingdom, and all of a sudden the, the the kings on both sides call for a draw, and everybody like they've been fighting for for generations, you know, and over one one kingdom has uh, all these resources and stuff, but they need land to expand. They have people, they have a massive amount of people, but they don't have a lot of food. They've got They've got rocks to mine. They've got, you know, uh, stuff to build with, but they don't have food. In this other kingdom, they don't have a whole lot of resources, but they got a lot of food. Uh, but they need to expand as well so they can get resources. And, you know, people, men will fight over resources. Men will fight over anything. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's mine. I want that. You're going to give it to me. And they'll, they'll fight over anything. After generations, finally, these two kings, these two kings stop and they, uh, they finally make a, a truce, and uh, during uh, after this truce, there's a uh, Sir Reginald. He finds a dark secret about the fa- the royal family, and uh, he he makes a plea deal to to save his life and just let him go home. And from then on, the royal family like they trust him, but at the same time, they're like, "Let's get rid I, of him. let's let's get rid of this student." Uh, anyway, so they plot to do this, and the family starts fighting for their lives, and they start going on, and 
uh, it's like, like it, it gets dark and uh, you know, men will fight again, men will fight over resources and all that. But then you start involving his family and what will women fight, oh, fight for, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a female dominant family. So I kind of have a somewhat of a perspective of what a female might do. You know, they, chew my they'll chew my head off you know easily but i mean right. if you if you mess with their family what are they going to do with their family oh yeah you know, how are they going to act for their family i mean that's a whole different level a whole different ball game right there anyways mama it's bear. uh yeah oh yeah definitely mama bear in this book um so and, so let's um you you got all these books now what are yeah. some of the with everything with everything you do in life like us in the podcast and people do movies we all have the trials, the point where you like, I don't want to do this. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere. It's failing. I can't get over this. Basically stumbles that we all have. And I want to know, did, have you faced any of them roadblocks or stumbles? Because a lot of oh, authors yeah. we talked to before, you know, said they have, but uh, you know, what's some of the pitfalls that you had so far? Uh, well, again, I started having these dreams and plans to turn this into book in 2011 um now it's 2022 11 years later uh, i've definitely had a lot of pitfalls um just getting started um i was never big in i was good at english in high school well i was okay at english in high school um but i didn't know how to still write a book i know how to re- write research papers and all that uh so it, it took me years just to figure out how i wanted to word it i did a lot of research on how to word it and um, I know one of my buddies, he's an engineer and he said, when you're an engineer, you just get drunk and start doing work and you start creating stuff. So that's what I did. I got drunk and I started writing one night. Um, never go I wrong with about, that. Yeah. I got, uh, I got about four chapters deep and I kept on wanting to go back. And another fault is I wanted to keep editing those chapters, chapters. And then finally I got in with a company, um, uh, kind of a, they're, they call themselves a ghostwriter company, but they're more of an editing company. Anyways, they, okay. they, uh, they've been helping me with this. Um, and they, they, they started giving me timelines. Hey, we want this chapter by this timeline. If you got to go back and edit it, that's fine. And so they came through and they gave me a time. They said, you got 11 days, write this, give give us something. And then another 11 days, give us something, another 11 days, give us something. And so I kept on doing that. And then uh, one of my good buddies, uh, he lives in Austin, Texas. His name's Dixon. Uh, he's a big artist, a psychedelic artist and all that. But he's he's a, a psychedelic EDM, EDM DJ. I'm sorry. You got to explain that one. You said psychedelic <laughs> EDM DJ. I don't know how to. Uh, it's it's <laughs> okay. So it sounds know, EDM, awful. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, EDM, electronic dance music, all that. Yeah, his, right. Uh, and, and I know this is not what it's called, but he's uh, he 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 partakes in a lot of marijuana, a lot of uh, psychedelic drugs. Uh, he's a good guy. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. He he <laughs> likes to he likes to live free, um, but he makes electronic music. He travels and all that, and uh, he creates every single sound. He has a guitar. He does it. He and oh, wow. I asked him. I was like, I went over to his house one day and I was like, and I saw him working. I was in his studio watching him work. And I was like, how do you do this? How, how do you, and you look at his lines and all that of him making this music. And I was like, how did you do that? And he goes, a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of mess ups. I just kept on doing it. And he's put out a couple albums by now. And 
uh, anyways, he's like, you just, you just got to do it, man. You just got to keep going. He's like, even if you mess up, focus on that mess up later. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep your feet moving forward. And so that's what I did. Started pushing because I'm pushing. And then uh, my wife, she's been a big, big pushing for me. She, uh, uh, at first, she was like, "You, you, you're gonna write a book." And I told her what my plan was. We go through. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> we said we want to do a podcast. We got the same <laughs> dumb <Yeah>. luck. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I, I mean, this is what because writing a book is way out of my ball game. I, I've always been a mechanic or doing some kind of lawn care maintenance or something. Anyways, but she finally, she finally, I finally sold her on it, and she's. Um, she's always behind me. Hey, what are you doing this week? What are you doing? Let me read what you got right now. And, um, you know, when you start going cross-eyed trying to do some of your stuff, she's like, let me read it. Let me say, and she'd read it and she'd give me her review and all that. And I mean, she's been a big motivator for this and all as well. And, and then once you get over, there's a hump. Once you, when I got over about, uh, about half to three quarters of the way through, all of a sudden I was like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I just started going. I just started mm-hmm. writing. I remember one, I'd write one chapter every 11 days, but then at the end it was two chapters a night and ended up being, I think there's 18 chapters altogether. And I just, I just, I started writing three, four five chapters a night and I just busted it out. And then going through the editing process, the same thing. Um, I just bust out two or three chapters a night and just start pushing it, pushing it. And then like it was being pulled out of you rather than, you Oh just- yeah. Yeah, once you once you yeah, once you start getting that idea and you start seeing the wheels move, then all of a sudden it just you mm-hmm. want to keep going, you want to keep the motivation going, and it's all downhill and um and not 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 to say there's still not still rises and still problems, but I mean there's uh you still I, I want the perfect the book to be perfect is the biggest the biggest uh deal at the end. And so I tell my editors, it's like, hey, what do you think about this? And then and part of the problem was my editors are in the UK, so they have, uh, I guess, proper English. I don't know, non-American English. Um, uh, yeah, the English is different. The way yeah. they word it is oh, different than ours. Oh, wait till you get to the dates with those people. Yeah, Uh-oh. the dates are switched around. It confuses you. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'll go by military time. So instead of saying July 7th, 2014, I say 7th July 14. Oh, there you yeah, go. So, so I mean, I, I <laughs> have, right yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, or seven, seven, fourteen. Anyways, they had, I, I, because of the military, I've been able to. <laughs> I had a problem with that, but yeah, there's been a a little bit of a barrier between uh, the UK English and American English uh, writing styles and all that. So, absolutely. Uh, you know what's funny? You said you got. I want to go touch on something. You said you would get drunk to write because somebody came up with you. Came up that you know, came up with the idea for you. A lot of people don't realize, and this is Stephen King admitted, Stephen King used to do a lot of Coke, beers, and weed before he would write his books. And you know oh, yeah. Stephen King had some of the most, some oh, yeah. of the best books ever written that turned into oh, movies. Yeah. But he would, came from. Yeah, but he would get some of his wildest ideals from, yeah, would, would just get high, smoke, and drink, and then he would just go crazy with the creation. And then, you know, but that was his way of creating I, I wonder, like, does that, I mean, I wonder, does that free your mind? Like, you don't have that pressure in you no know, more. It's like, eh. yeah, everybody's I, not going to go do coke. The right I know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling please, why I go do, I'm not telling please why continue. I do cocaine. No, 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 no. Yeah. Never that. I'm not pushing drugs. Yeah. I'm just telling you yeah. what he said. It just reminded me of Stephen King. I remember somebody saying that this was Stephen King would do to oh, write yeah. his books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of creative minds. Not all of them. 
that a lot of creative minds have or will or do. Uh, again, my buddy's an engineer, and he said uh, a guy he went to college with uh, created a uh, a new type of helicopter that can land on water, take off, and even glide across water. Like a new concept, and wow. um, he got drunk one night and just went off. He just wouldn't let himself go to sleep, and he just go go go. Uh, next day he rested up and the day following that he finally looked at all of his math, looked at all of everything. And he put it, he uh, obviously, uh, apparently published it and all that. And, uh, I don't know what happened from there, but it's been, it's going through the ranks trying to get pushed out. So get, get put into production. So I don't know. It's, I, I mean, there's, I, I will call that true inspiration, Yeah, which you know what I mean? I envy anybody who ever got true inspiration and just wouldn't let it go until they got it got it done. Literally all my family, the, at least the males on my side of the family, know is farming and oil rigs. And uh, the, for me to go out beyond my, uh, to go out of that that bubble. Comfort zone, yeah. Yeah, kind of that comfort zone. It, and, and especially the book, I'm from a rural Texas north, kind of Republic, strong Republican area. Like the, the book I have has some modern feels to it, some modern changes. And I'm not going to lie, I'm scared to have that stuff pushed out. Um, the feedback on that, uh, a lot of people say that they're modern thinking or centralized thinking or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm kind of worried about that. And then uh, I've had uh, my wife in the very beginning. I, I mean, I love her to death, but she she was questioning if if everything was if this was what I wanted to try to do, and because I was I do working with an editing company, I did have to put have to put some money into it and all that, and uh, it's not really money that we had at the time to put into it. But she she wasn't more questioning if I should do it, but are we able to do it? And um, after mm-hmm. after a little bit, I I explained to her the the process, and we talked about it, we discussed it. And she finally, she's like, she finally gave me, uh, not her stamp of approval, but she finally felt at ease with what I was doing. And after she she read the first two, three chapters, she's like, all right, yeah, 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 let's do this. Yeah, go ahead and do this, you know. And uh, I had to, I had to sell her on the idea. And uh, then uh, you you have random people. Uh, they think, um, you know, not everybody likes you. And there's a few people that I, I've known in my life that. They're just like, oh, you're an idiot. You're not going to do this. Uh, this is going to be what is this going to be a coloring book or something, you know? And anyway, mm. it's a it's about a 300 page novel, I think, somewhere in there. Uh, there's going to be some more, a couple more edited before before they before it actually comes out. Um, yeah, I've had I've had people on both sides, and then there's people that are just like, yay, that you know, they tell you good luck and all that, and uh, you can tell they want you to fail. Um, yeah. I kind of that that in a in the back of my mind, I know I know some of the people that told me, "Hey, good luck with it," you know, and I know the way they said it, they want me to fail. And uh, one thing the military put in me is, if you're going to do something, you do it with full force and you don't look back. And uh, mm. there I am. So, that, would you say that that fuels you like that that like anybody like any naysayer or anybody that gives you? Because I know with me with anything I do, if anybody tell me I can't do it, like even if I don't seem, un, even if I seem unbothered when they when they tell me that, as soon as I walk away and I get my plan together, I'm like, mm, I can't oh, yeah. do it. Let me sh- let me show you what I'm going to do. Does that fuel you in any way? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, because uh, some 
because some people go the opposite way. It's like they hear a naysayer tell them not to do it, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to scrap this, which, you know what I mean? Sometimes which would have been a good idea for them, you know, which mm-hmm. is right up the alley, but they freaking scrapped it because they're just listening to outside noise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, my, yeah, my buddy, uh, my my buddy Dixon, the uh, psychedelic EDM artist. He he's he was one of the first guys in my group when we graduated. He uh, he he went out on. He was the first one out in, out in our group to go far and beyond outside of our bubble. And uh, he's been a good big inspiration to to stay focused and be true to myself and do what I want to do. Don't worry about everybody else. And uh, he, I mean. I'm not one for to color my hair and all that, but he's got green hair. He's got tattoos of everything. He's got wild, crazy tattoos everywhere and all that. And that's what I love about him. And, you know, and he takes it, you know, water off a duck's back, you know, and uh, he's been a good constant reminder. Hey man, he's doing well with what he does. And, you know, if he can do that, I can do this, you know? And, uh, So those, those those friends that, that you truly know that are on your side uh, definitely keep you motivated and keep you focused and on the on your goals. So, so so what nice. are your future like? What are your future goals like? What do you see? Okay, say within the next ten years, how many books do you see yourself having out? Like, what is your ideal goal for like how many sales you want and everything like that? You know. Um. First off, with my books, I just want to entertain people. I really do. I just really do. Um, these dreams and stuff were kind of, and, and me focusing on these dreams and stuff were an escape when I was in Afghanistan. And uh, that's my main thing. I want every it, the people that do read my book is to have an escape. Think, get you know, if you have something going on in your life, something just just read and get a good book, any good book, not just mine, but any good book, you know. And uh, but for the future, I'd like to write at least one book a year. Um, I want to, I want my name out there so people can read and all that, but I don't want to, I, I, I never will be Stephen King level. I never will be anything like that. And I don't plan on it. I want to just be an entertainment, you know, somebody, Hey, you know, Wade wrote a book. Uh, let's go see what he's got now. And, uh, and just entertain. I'm not, this isn't going to be my, I got a primary job. That's going to stay my primary job. Okay. And uh, if this happens to, to be something bigger, and what it is, um, uh, I want to use that to, and what I gain from it to help others. Um, so, so now, now your books, you know, famous. Are your books more military, fictional side, like, like a say, like a Tom Clancy? Because Tom Clancy does a lot of, you know, military style, but it's also fictional stories. Is it more that, or is it more just, you know? You drink like fantasy, more fantasy. Like, what do you I think It's the whole spectrum, right? From yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the full spectrum. Uh, on the full spectrum. I, I, yeah, uh, I'm on a few Facebook author pages and all that. And there's guy, there's men and women and everybody in there that you know they're like they're like, what do we do in this fantasy? Do we worry? What if I want to write a western? What do I want to? And all these people are so worried about people not following them from different genres. I I I don't care. I'm gonna if I, I have stories for every almost every genre except for like a, a romance. I, I I don't. I'm not a romance guy. <laughs> but uh, I, I, no. I, I 
<laughs> I'm a, I, I love, I, I love video games. Every, every video game I have, I, I play everything from shooters to all that. So I, I, I want my books to be the same. I'm going to have this first one's a fantasy, uh, medieval fantasy. And the next one I want to write is a Western. Next one I want to write is a, a futuristic warfare. Um, the one after that is a modern warfare, oh, modern day warfare. Yeah, don't get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not stealing anything. <laughs> well, Activision. Not stealing it, I promise. I promise. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, yeah. There's uh, I want to. I want just whatever comes to mind. I want to. I want to put down on paper and just enjoy it. I mean, this is a this is a hobby, not a not a job. So. I think it's something cool in that though. Like if you're able to, I mean, I've thought about writing books before, but you know, you, you get sidetracked, you think of other stuff, you come up with some other bright idea, but to me to be able to take what's in your head, I don't care if it's video form, I don't care what form it is and put it to where somebody else can digest it. To me, the success in that would be if somebody else can read it, watch it, and they can get exactly where you were trying to come across. Like, I think that's success. Like, not money, not none of that. It's just like, man, yeah. oh, I really, I really was feeling it when, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, like when we started, man, I, I t- we tell the story all the time. We started, we were so happy when we first, first started years ago. It was like, bro, we got five plays. Like, yeah, and we, we like, trash. and we yeah. was, that wasn't trash, but it was like, we was happy to get five plays. And it took us like a year a year to get a hundred plays and we were so ecstatic. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? We, but Absolutely. you, but that feeling that people are actually taking in your materials is a, is a good feeling when you have somebody randomly come up to you. Yo, bro, I love your podcast. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, you listen. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that I, I can understand why you said right. you just want that. It is a, it is a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great when somebody comes up to you in the store. I don't know if y'all got Walmart down there. Walmart's everywhere. Somebody come up to you in a Walmart. I'm in the south. There's Walmart. Walmart's everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, but somebody's gonna come up to you. You know, they're gonna recognize you from the you know from the jacket of the book, and they're gonna come up to you like, oh my gosh, like you know what I mean? Like that one part blew my mind and this and that. I think that. I think that's gonna make you be like, you know what? I don't know, man. Like this might have to be, <laughs> this might have to be more than a hobby. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna yeah. hit you, but maybe I'm wrong. It, it might, it might. I mean, I've got more or less. I'm gonna retire on the farm or out there doing country, country boy stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know what biggest thing is. I want to take care of my family. Uh, the mm. books, I. I, I as long as I enjoy it, I think I'll keep doing it. Uh, I, I hopefully uh, watch a lot of celebrities these days, and a lot of them, a lot of them are hum- or a few of them are humble. And they they say, uh, uh, Will Ferrell, for example, he 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 still drives a Prius. He lives in an apartment. And he don't. And a lot of uh, celebrities are like, he don't. You don't spend your money. You've got millions in the bank and stuff, but you spend maybe fifty thousand a year or sixty thousand a year. That's why I love him. And, That's why it's and, my uh, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have I, I I come from a small town and I think uh you know uh you don't brand, want that you don't yeah. want that you don't want the I'm guessing you don't want that fame which comes with success. I don't yeah. like that's the same thing I'm thinking. I don't, I don't want that either. I want to be able yeah. if my podcast is something humongous, I want to be able to go to the store yeah and not be stopped a trillion times. I think yeah. it'll be fun. Maybe. 
Yeah, if it, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've already got, uh, I don't know. A few people have said they want autographs already and stuff. And it's just people I work with and they, you know, first edition copy of a, of a book and stuff. I understand nice. that, but I, I just, you, you see uh, Keanu Reeves, he still takes subways and stuff and he still stays humble and all that. And I think, I think the, I just want to be a person on earth and, if I bring a smile to somebody's face, you know, you bring a smile and make their day a little bit better. Mm. So. I think that's I mean, dope. Honestly, yeah, the simplicity in that, and it sounds simple, but like the the really the idea behind that, I think that's super dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah, my I mean, plan. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people, I think you get a certain feel when you do something good for others that you make them feel, you know, happy, and you get a good feeling. It feels great. I like when I help somebody out and they're like, they're happy and they, they're they glad that I do, that they appreciation. So, man, listen, if that's what you want to do with your work and that's what you consider success, don't let nobody tell you otherwise because you know there's going to be people oh, you should be making millions and tons of millions. Of, yeah, it's, I'm living my life like I want to live my life. Yeah. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, you see thousands of books, but how many authors do you truly know? Right. And yeah. Tom, and Tom Clancy, true. Tom Clancy is just, it's like, uh, he's like Amazon. There's subwriters that write for him now. He's Tom Clancy's no longer with us, so he's there's subwriters oh, yeah. that continue. There's subwriters uh-huh. that they take they take Tom Clancy's name and put it on their book, and he, it's approved by the Tom Clancy's board or whoever. And wow. that's why there's still books coming out. So, see, but I want I, that would have to take the fill out of a book because I'm guessing I'm not a writer, but mm-hmm. you, I'm guessing you have to have some emotions when you're putting into this page that it's you, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, uh, there's, uh, I take, uh, there's a lot of method actors and stuff like that you hear. They, they, they'll sit there and they'll, before they go to a scene, they'll sit there and slap themselves in the face and go, and get riled up. Um, I do listen to music. If I, if it's a fight scene, like my fight scene at the beginning, um, I listen to rock. I listen to metal and all that. And I was just jamming mm. out and I was getting my blood going. And all of a sudden I just, what do I see? What, what do I want? And I'm just talking to myself flowing and getting the beat in my head. And I definitely, uh, uh, if there's a sad, a somber moment, I'll listen to, you know, some slow, slow, somber music, something, and uh, I just go and you lower your heart rate and all that, and you just start going to ride with that. And um, wow. I think that helps. A lot. That helps a lot. And I hope, I hope I portrayed that in words to where the reader can understand that, can understand the words. And uh, I've tried to. Part of my editing process is to make sure I go through there and I get that same feel um, when I was initially writing it, and uh, try to keep that same feel going through. And I hope that. Uh, I hope I, I tried reading my sentences and stuff to see how my wording and stuff have changed from this fight scene or this, you know, sad scene. And uh, I, I think I see, I see and feel some differences. Of course, I've already know what's going on. So that's a little bit different, but uh, I try to ask my wife when she was editing it, like, do you, how do you see this going off in your head and how do you feel? And uh and uh, she'd give me a little bit of feedback and it, it would kind of go along the lines. Of course, she, she and I have different personalities. So, uh, 
that also helps me give better feedback of how some people might 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 feel it and so it, it makes it a little bit of a challenge to figure all that out but yeah the, definitely getting into the zone helps with all that so. i have a weird question so yeah. uh so romance in the book you said you're not really into the uh <laughs> yeah. not really into writing romance as far as i know full books on romance i, I my mom used to read those kind of books too <laughs> where you're like come on man but like, as far as the romance set in these books, because I feel like certain books need love, love scenes, or, or at least you know to show mm-hmm. that. How do, how do you feel writing those? Like, how do you get into that emotional state? Do you just just uh, like being around your wife? Because I can tell you care about your wife a lot. Oh yeah, I, I have, good. Yeah, yeah. I have I have three daughters. I have my stepdaughter Maggie, my uh, my seven year old Ariella. She lives uh, back in Texas, and I don't get to see her. I don't get to see her near as much as I need to, or I want to, uh, I want to see her every day, you know, and I see her once a month. Um, and then I've got a one-year-old, uh, Amelia and my daughter, Ariella, the one that she helps, uh, thinking about her, help me write for the role of the father, uh, when he's at war and, uh, being with my daughter, I went and played with my daughter for a good two hours one day before I wrote a scene where they he finally gets to meet his family, he see his family after so long, and uh, I think that and that definitely helps. Uh, but they they definitely do to write those scenes. I do definitely take uh, real life scenarios and, and and feelings and put it into it and try to how do I describe my daughter? How do I describe my my, my wife? What what do I do? how do I act when I see them or how do I feel? Um, the military gave me a stone cold, a stone face most of the time. But when I, you know, my internals and stuff, I, I've, I have butterflies when I see her, I mean, when I see my wife and I get the, I get tingly when I see my daughters and stuff. And I, I tried, I tried to portray that as best I could with those characters. And that, that, that does help me with all that. Um, I don't have any, romance scenes in there so i don't really uh so i didn't have to worry about any of that so got you but love that's love. That, yeah. oh yeah that, that's there you go i love how you how you explain how you breaking it down right in the mm-hmm. book because it's you know i never really heard that from anybody that they really they literally put themselves there mm-hmm. in that emotion you know have that emotion to then trans you know, transport that to paper. That's, that's, that's deep, man. It's yeah. just something different, man. Yeah. If you, if, if to anybody that wants to write, I think to improve your writing, you'd have to, you, you, to get those emotions. You have to go through those emotions. And, and, um, mm. I know how I feel. I know how I feel when I, I do all this, but some people, some authors I talk to, they, they record themselves. I, I, I'm sweating right now. I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, I want to scream at the world. I want to do this. And they they try to tell the story out loud when they record it and all that, and then they try to transverse that and put it what they said into into words. So, uh, yeah, it, it, you can it just put what, what you think in your head, put that into words, and may, and and you put it in your own words, and that's how you get a page. I think so. I think it's an art form when you can when you can accurately take that emotion and transcribe it into words mm-hmm. to get your point across like I, I almost envy that because well no I do envy that because you know a lot of times like even if you're writing in a diary or something, I don't know it's hard man it's hard especially when you're frustrated or even when you feel that love from from your daughters and your and your wife like 
to be able to say, okay, now let me take this emotion and lit- and completely transform it and put it into a scene that I'm literally making up. You know what I mean? Or that you pull from your head because those, those are from your dreams. Mm-hmm. That you, it, To me, it has to be an art form because I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't know the first thing, but I know it probably takes practice too and you get better each time you do it. I, I, you know what I would compare it to do music. If you yeah. ever certain music that you listen to puts you in certain, oh, it's put you in certain yeah, puts you yeah. in certain fields because when them guys is writing them lyrics or they're putting that melody together, I'm pretty sure they're experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can listen to an album and see when nobody put nothing into it. It's usually right. the third or the fourth. The yeah. first album that any guy ever comes out with is like he did so much to get here and now he's putting everything into it. He's like, man, I can feel everything this guy's going yeah. through. Just and that, yeah. Want yeah, to hear something uh, weird? What's what? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're, good, a, you're, good. you're good. There's a singer named John John Tay John to Austin. Um, he, he signed to um, uh, Jermaine Dupree. He was, and he writes songs. The weirdest thing I've heard, and then we could get back to the regularly scheduled programming, is that to write a song, he had got butt naked, <laughs> went into the studio and record. Everybody left the studio, and he just got butt naked. Went into the studio and what? recorded a song. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he he put it out there to you know for people to know. And I always thought that was interesting, not because he was butt naked, because my thing is like, what you know, what kind of thought process do you need to be butt naked to? Of course, it was a sex song. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can imagine myself naked. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say you know? it was was it Motley Crue? It was one of the old seventies uh, or eighties hair bands where they said. Uh, they were, uh, who was it? It was one of them. They were talking about uh, having sex with one of their buddy's girlfriends. And all of a oh. sudden, he actually took his buddy's girlfriend. They were all on on their thing in the 70s and 80s. And he actually took his girlfriend, his his buddy's girlfriend, and had sex with her in the studio. And they recorded it. And that's this the song, the the music, the, the, the moaning you hear in this music was actually her. But he all the words and stuff he put into it was what he was thinking when he was doing it. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. And then uh, I think uh, Jesse's girl. No, <laughs> no, right, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, right, exactly. No, I, 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 who was it? Was it? It's one of the harder ones. I think it was Molly Crew. I want to. I can't remember. I watched a documentary on it a while back. I think it was Molly Crew. I gotta watch the Dirt on Netflix again then, just yeah. to see if that's in there. Who was it? There's. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But why? How do you go? Perform? How do you go perform that song as a band member without just looking at this guy yeah. like you piece of yeah. you know what? Yeah. And like I don't, yeah, I don't know. Guitar it's, man. It's, yeah, it was it was definitely weird. Uh what else was it? Yeah, there's a lot of I mean if you if you if you watch uh if you like watching rock documentaries and music documentaries, they they talk about a lot of it. A lot of a lot of people do that. And uh mm. I know uh, uh Tech Nine was on one of his last albums. He said uh, I think was it he lost his mama or something? Something happened to his mom, and he was just pissed. And he went in the album, and one of his, one of his last city came out a couple years ago. He was saying that he was just pissed and frustrated, and he went and he started screaming in the microphone, and that's one of the songs he put out. And it's just frustration or his love for his mom. Anyway, so yeah, it, it's definitely you can definitely take those emotions and make some gold out of them. So, oh, man. Yeah, but- this is yeah. yeah. This is something. This is something new. You know what I'm saying? This it, this is what I want. You know what I mean? The reason yeah. we're starting to do these interviews because it's people 
that listen that we're trying to give information to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so anybody, what advice would you have for anybody come like saying they want to start writing a book? Like my man Andre over here. Like, what advice yeah. would you have give to him to like, yeah, you say you want to write yeah. a book. What advice would you give to him as far as like on writing your book? Just start writing. Uh, if you look at all the stuff, if you have an idea, start. You know how you want your book to start, and you want how you kind of want your book to end. Just put those two in there, mm. and then what you would like your characters to go through, and make those the 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 stable points, and then just add details in the middle. But just start writing and don't edit the first time through. When you when you start at the beginning, go to the end and just start writing what's ever in your head. Just go, 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 go. And don't worry about editing. Just put your all into it and you'll be surprised what you get through. Because you do that, you'll get pushed through a bunch of barriers of what if or why or this sounds better. And then edit it one time with a rough, just a rough edit. Make sure everything sounds correct to you. And then give it to another person uh, that you trust and have them read it and get, take their, take their uh, commentary on it and just, just keep writing. But the biggest thing to get through the hurdles is just write, just keep writing. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't know the begins and ends of how to write a book, man. And I just, you'd have to know how to read first. Boy, yeah. <laughs> ah, a, he took a shot at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I would say that's sound advice, like regardless, because that's kind of what I was thinking anyway. Like, yeah, you got to just just do it and then you'll kind of find your way as you go. I think that mm-hmm. was perfect. I, I don't even want to add anything yeah. to that. Um, OK, so uh, <laughs> I feel like I got. Do you have anything else to add or. Uh... Because we Absolutely. definitely want to get your socials and where to find you and yeah. where to find your book. Yeah. Um, other than that, no. Nah, well, you know, I'm good. my man. Well, this, <laughs> listen, man, a few words. But listen, like I said, this platform, when you release, is always open to you. You can always, you know, you got everything. 100%. Always come back because, you know, to see your book tells where, you know, that, you know, your book is out. You're always welcome to come back. You know what I'm saying? This is not a closed platform. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Whenever you write that first romance novel. <laughs> All right. Man, that, I, I get embarrassed to watch romance novels with my wife. I don't know how I could write one. So. Dude, I just watched the I just watched the note. I just watched the notebook. Oh, times that I had so to. I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen that yet. Oh, me neither. I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes and all that, but I ain't seen the movie. Oh, they're accurate. <laughs> It was a good movie, but I'm like, I, I can't watch this. Like, how am I going to explain to people, which I'm doing right now, that I watched The Notebook? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of guys, a lot of people get emotional about it. I, again, I hadn't seen it, but I, I you don't I feel do. like a man when you start shedding a tear on a romance novel. You're, just like, <laughs> you're trying to hide, trying, <laughs> trying Dude, to hide I, all that. I made jokes through the whole. I made jokes through the whole movie just so I wouldn't get emotional oh watching the movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna make joke after joke. She was like, just watch it. Why do I need side commentary? Because you've seen it a thousand times. I need to do this. So I, I need least... to do this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta do this. I gotta still be a man through the end of this. My man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, so where can people find you and where are they going to be able to find uh, where are they going to be able to find your book? I'm sorry. My dog is yeah. jumping up on me. <laughs> are you good? You're good. Uh, right now I'm on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page is Michael Wade Bolden, as it's seen on the uh, I guess you'll have it on the screen. Uh, Michael Wade Bolden, as it's spelled. Uh, and also uh, I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a Web page. It's mwbolden.com. Um, my book is not out for sale yet. It will be soon. Um, we're supposed to have a link to, to that. Um, and the book is supposed to come out on Amazon, uh, Kindle, uh, and, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, and a few other stores, I believe. Um, again, the co- editing company, they're trying to do a little tie off some loose ends and they have not given me a time date yet. So when it will be released, but hopefully it should, should be soon. So, uh, right. yeah. Okay. We uh, whenever whenever you get that going, we definitely need those links, and we're gonna put them in our, you know, put them put them in the YouTube and put them in the uh, on the screen so people can know where to find them. Yeah, awesome. yeah description. Yeah, in description. Yeah. You know, you'll be able to find, like I said, when this episode release, everybody be able to find this on all major streaming platforms from iTunes, go. Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you stream this at, your episode will be there. But uh. Like I said, we're going to get that information from you. You can uh, email it to me, and I'll make sure I put it all in the description for you. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right, Dre, you bring us out like you always do. Give it to my radio host. Oh, gosh. Uh, So that was our show for today, Uh, and we were your host. Kevin Arant. Andre, and we appreciate our guest. Wait. Yeah. Michael Wade Bolton. I'm going to start saying our guest names, but I like to have people <laughs> yeah. say their names so people yeah. can, you know. Anyway, that was our show. We are done. See you guys next time. Like always. Peace.